0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations, now covering Sanditon. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez.
1: And I'm Jillian Davis. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley, and email us any questions at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first episode covering Sanditon. We're back.
1: We are back, and I'm really excited and jazzed about (laughs) this because for a while, we kind of didn't know what was going to come after Emma. And then the next Jane Austen adaptation hit, and it was (laughs) Sanditon, and we're like, let's do it.
0: So we will be covering one episode at a time and going week by week. At this point, actually, the finale hasn't aired yet in the US, so we've watched up through episode seven. So the interesting thing is, too, I think we're going to talk like spoilers.
1: Yeah, so we've seen pretty much all of it. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, (laughs) don't listen to this podcast.
0: I think what's interesting too, because we are going to talk through like what, as you watch through the whole series, you kind of see different character choices that are played out toward the end that you see planted in the beginning. So I think it is going to be really interesting and cool to discuss like, what was that character thinking? Or do we think those are their real intentions?
1: Yeah, so I guess we're not going to like, spoil it in the sense that we're gonna say this is how the final episode goes because we don't even have that information. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) <laughs> but I, you know, it's written by Andrew Davies, who is the man who penned the 1995 Pride and Prejudice and like several other period, what was it? I saw a Hollywood Reporter article <laughs> that deemed him the kingpin behind popular costume dramas such as the 1995 serial Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 miniseries Bleak House, and the 2013 multi-season Mr. Selfridge. Hmm. Um, so he's the kingpin. Yeah. So in a way you kind of see... Where certain romances are going and other relationships and character arcs. So we'll talk about, I feel comfortable talking about what I thought in the moment. Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily yeah. how it's going to turn sure. out. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I will say, I mean, when we first got the news that this series was going to be coming out, the most interesting part of it was that like, Oh, it's going to be a dark take on Jane Austen. It's going to be filled with drama and sex and just all the typical things you don't think of when associated with the Jane Austen adaptation. Yeah. It was going to be like this edgy Jane Austen series.
1: <laughs> I will say like, it is definitely watching the whole thing edgier than I think would ever be in a Jane Austen novel. Yeah, Like it is Pride and Prejudice was PG. This is like PG. It's like a soft PG 13. Yeah. It's not a hard PG 13. If a kid were watching this with me, I would have to explain a couple of things. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like the nudity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So full disclosure, We haven't read the original Sanditon. Mm -hmm. We have read the Wikipedia page about the original Sanditon by Mm. Jane Austen. But what's interesting about it is based on the description that they give, it sounds like what Jane Austen wrote gets us halfway through the pilot. Yeah. So these are hour-long episodes. We'll see how long our discussions go. But Yolanda, why don't you tell us what the first line of the Sanditon manuscript was? Yeah, so
0: the first line of Sanditon goes, A gentleman and a lady traveling from Tunbridge towards that part of the Sussex coast, which lies between Hastings and Eastbourne, being induced by business to quit the high road and attempt a very rough lane, were overturned in toiling up its long ascent, half rock, half sand. And
1: this line is literally the first scene of the show. Quite. I will also admit further that most of this sentence doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's a lot of words. (laughs) It's a lot of geography. Hastings, Sussex. High road. (laughs) High road. Rough road. Rough lane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I know Sussex because of the Duchess. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's a long sentence to say, it was a rough road.
1: <laughs> yes. It was a lot of words to be like, their carriage is overturned. Yeah. This is an accident. And that is, you're right, where we start in the very opening scene. There are a man and woman are in a very rough carriage. And in that moment, because it's a very padded carriage, and I've definitely seen a lot of of padded carriages in the movies and I'm like I've never seen it where they I'm like I get the padding
0: yeah but where they're actually bags. getting like jostled around and I'm like yeah. oh is it like because I think you always just see people in carriages and it's always very quaint and very nice and just like the little horse is just like walking along mm-hmm. but no
1: they're like getting
0: thrown <laughs> against the walls of this
1: carriage And it's interesting because we don't know anyone's names and the man is just like he's like we're going the right way or his wife is like I don't know if we're going the right way and he's like no we're going the right way you'll see and I'm like how do you know? (laughs) I'm like I don't know if I trust this guy. A man who claims no directions. I just don't trust that. Right. Um, And then we open on a young woman uh, looking through a rifle what she's pointing that rifle at I don't really know. We don't know. But she's with a bunch of kids and the carriage overturns and they're like we gotta help these people.
0: We later find out then that the man and woman are mr tom and mary parker tom parker is the what's his title exactly of That's sanditon a great question. he's like the he's not just the mayor he's like he's he's throwing the whole show he's, he's
1: trying to build, architect he's, he's building this whole town of sanditon right so he the carriage overturns charlotte haywood our young protagonist and all her siblings help them out he hurts his ankle jumping down, I know. and so they take him back to their house, sort of nurse them back to health, and he's like, I'm building what is going to be the greatest seaside resort in all of England, like, more better than Brighton. I
0: will say, Charlotte's reaction to what's Sanditon is the same thing I get whenever I tell other people about Sanditon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching Saniton, like, oh, what's San, what is
1: that? What it's are you, what, what
0: word are you saying <laughs> right now?
1: <laughs> it's very meta. Yeah. Um, and so he speaks very highly of this beautiful city by the sea. It's going to be the best sea resort in all of Britain. It's great. And she's like, I'd love to go there. And he's like, you should go there. And through etiquette that I still kind of don't understand, she ends up traveling back with them. They're right. they're like looking out for her now, and she's just going to Sanditon, yeah, like the oldest I mean, of twelve siblings.
0: They say just because of their kindness and taking them in and nursing him back to health, mm-hmm. basically, they're like, "We'll take one of your daughters." Yeah, to,
1: I mean, <laughs> to this town, and Dad's like, "Sure, just take my daughter." Strange man, I've never met before. I, it's,
0: it's fascinating. I mean, and there's no indication that like. Her parent, like Charlotte's parents, are like, "Yes, go now. You'll be integrated into polite society, or go find a husband." Mm -hmm. None of that. It's just like like,
1: a fun trip.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's no end date to that trip. I do. I saw something hilarious on Instagram or Twitter the other day where someone said. Jane Eyre is just a great reminder that if you got sick while visiting someone, you just lived with them for the next five weeks. That's (laughs) crazy. Um, But Dad does give Charlotte some very heated advice before she goes off with the Parkers, which is basically to the extent of don't trust anyone in these seaside resorts. Nobody is who they say they are. The normal rules of conduct tend to be relaxed and sometimes altogether flouted. But if I'm with Mr.
0: and Mrs. Parker, nothing bad can happen, can it?
1: just be careful that's all careful of what papa everything and we meet some new characters mm-hmm. um we sort of see this rich lady Denham's house and we meet a bunch of nieces and nephew that she has yeah um, there's edward Denham, whose just face and posture i do not trust <laughs> his sister esther and some woman named Clara who calls this woman aunt but is somehow not related to these other two. Yeah. And um I mean
0: this whole episode is really it's our introduction and Charlotte's introduction to this whole town exactly. and everyone in it. So through Charlotte, we are Charlotte, you know, we're meeting all these new people and finding out all the different dynamics of what's going on. And a lot of characters come into play. So it's a bit tough at times to yeah. like keep straight, like, who is who again? And how are they related? A lot
1: of Parkers. Um- a lot. There's like three Parker brothers. <laughs> yeah. and they're all very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This here's the situation. Tom Parker is the architect and mayor and what like he's building a town called Sanditon and he wants it to be like a grand seaside resort. So he's constantly coming up with his own marketing ideas and he's constantly looking for investors, and his biggest investor is Lady Denham. And she is the, like, linchpin in this. Like, he mm-hmm. needs her funding. So he is, he's almost like a, it's almost like a Collins and Lady Catherine de Berg situation, yeah. except yeah, yeah. he, like, has a real, He has skin in the game, you know, Mm -hmm. like he wants this town to work. This is his dream. And she is his primary investor. So in a way, the the only thing I really feel sorry for this woman, because we'll get to know her better later on, (laughs) is like everyone is just kind of after her money. You know, like Tom has good intentions, but he's still like only kind of keeping her happy so that she'll keep funding his project. And then she's got you know, these nieces and a nephew who are all just sort of waiting for her to die so that they can suck up to her and inherit her fortune.
0: Yeah, because right at this point, they don't know, like from her will, where the money is going to. So they're all still kind of vying for, like, either majority share or all of it, really. Yeah. And that's why, you know, they keep constantly sucking up to her. Yeah.
1: And so Charlotte's just kind of like this new country girl in town, and she's like, I'm just here to, like, take in the sights and have a great time. (laughs) And Lady Denham's like, are you sure you're not here to find a rich husband? She really is, like,
0: (laughs) comes out strong against Charlotte. She's like... (laughs) Oldest of twelve, and you're not here for a
1: husband, right? And you're like dirt poor, <laughs> right? Sure, um, but Charlotte's just kind of like, no, I'm just kind of here. Like I wanted a change, and here's my change. In the book, Charlotte is 22. That's kind of old. It is a little old for a young woman, for an unmarried woman. Like, yes. And also, it's interesting because she she has a very like naive, sort of bright eyed, bushy tail aura yeah and like in the i was actually trying to i I, like watched some of this with a friend and she was like how old is this girl supposed to be and i said probably like 18 or 19 22 is like kind like that's 30 yeah (laughs) that's like 30 in like jane austen times yeah yeah
0: and the actress herself rose williams is uh 25 i'm sure she was like 23 when it was filming exactly
1: so. so like she's pretty like good right well aged for her character. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't even but I don't think they mention her age in the show. They don't. But you just I, assume she's just I No, don't. but I mean like she's just kinda like a young in a way I think it doesn't matter. She's a young country girl right. who's just sort of like Your life is never gonna change.
0: And I mean, it is interesting that they don't say her age because most characters of that age in this time there is a little more of an urgency, like, oh yeah, you need to get married. You got to get married quick. Mm -hmm. Time is running out for you. But for her, she has she like really doesn't portray like any of that kind of pressure or desire to really rush into anything. So she is chill. She's like, I'm good right
1: now. No, and I think, like, at heart, Charlotte is a hopeless romantic, and so I think she's one of these Elizabeth Bennet types where, like, she won't marry unless it's for love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say, like, a kind of a big part of this episode is sea bathing, which, (laughs) like, like, we would just call swimming in the ocean. It's a big deal. But what I thought was really interesting about this, like, Yolanda, remember when we went to that JASNA event conference where, like, we learned all about hygiene and You know, taking care of yourself in the Regency era. And we learned about sea bathing. So it was kind of cool to see this happen because they call them like bathing machines. And Mm -hmm. it's really just like a small shed hooked to a horse. Yeah. And so essentially, men would just strip naked and run into the ocean and like (laughs) swim around. And the women would like get backed up into the ocean, change into like. Change into more clothes. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember, so they didn't go over this in the show, but I remember we learned about like it was these long. I mean, the show there's like these long red gowns, yeah. with like shower caps, but like nothing's waterproof. Like no, it's, it's all cloth. You it know, it might it's even like, be like wool because the ocean was oh, cold. Oh yeah, and because they did not want skirts floating up, God forbid something is exposed, they would hem lead or brocks or something at the bottom, so like women could just drown. Like I was, <laughs> I was, it was insane. <laughs> they Dude.
0: would rather them drown. Than ever reveal anything then, like
1: god forbid you see an ankle <laughs> um and so it's just very fascinating just watching the men just like rip their clothes off on I the know. beach take a run everyone like there's and, children and around not
0: even like they don't strip naked like near the water they're oh. like way down the beach and like
1: fully running across naked and like the women are like 50 feet away? Like, Something like that, You can that, yeah. see naked men. It's not like they're in a different part of the beach. Yeah. And so the women are just kind of like backed up and then they just kind of like, I don't feel like you can swim very far. And what no, they
0: I mean, they're, they're very much so contained to one little area. You're just fully clothed in water. So I'm sure it was still... Somewhat refreshing, but also then once you get out, it's like, how do you change and all of
1: that? So. I was surprised they changed as fast as they did because you know. have to take a million layers off and then put a million layers back on. And so <laughs> Charlotte and Clara, um, one of the estranged random denim children vying for the denim fortune. Yeah, I uh, should, I can look up who she is. <laughs> actually, I, her name is Clara Brereton. So she doesn't have the denim name, which is a big deal, but she is good at sucking up and she. We will learn later that she's very good at being deceitful. She says she's the niece of Lady Denim. She calls her aunt, but she, like, must be some distant, distant relative. The two of them are kind of becoming friends, and then they experience their first sea bath, and, like, I just feel, I just, I'm like, you're all so close together. You can see naked men from where you are. Why is this so scandalous? And I feel like that was just kind of like a big part of the episode. It's just like the... Because there's a scene where they're all... The group is like walking along the cliffs, mm-hmm. which are gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Edward Dedham makes sea bathing sound like Fight Club. He's like, have you gone sea bathing? It's most invigorating. It's the greatest thing. You feel alive. And I'm just like, it's swimming. Like, come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a big part of it. So the big parts, the big plot points of... um the first episode are just kind of meeting everyone, seeing what they're up to, what their fortune is, who what the relationships are. Then there's the sea bathing, and then there's Sanditon's first ball, which yes. Tom Parker is quite concerned about it going well because he wants this to be a place where people in fashionable society come, you know. Yeah, He's like his big thing is too, is like, who
0: are the big names that I'm getting out here who are gonna attract more people? And that's really where his brother, Sidney Parker, is a big piece of why he's just like, keep going to London and bring yeah. more people back here. He's really hinging on, like, Sydney's status and his position in society to bring in the type of people who will then attract more people. And that's a lot of pressure, too, on his brother.
1: Yeah, so we go, I feel like 75% of the episode not meeting this mysterious Sydney Parker.
0: Right, because actually, I, another note I just remembered. So when Charlotte arrives, there's like a painting, a photo of of Sydney Parker. I don't think it looks like him at all. Not a great, yeah. not a great painting of this man. <laughs> does not look like him. Does not do him
1: justice in any way. It's just, she looks at it and I'd be like, all right. Well, it's funny because, like, I didn't, I went into this pretty blind. Like, I didn't, like, I knew Theo James was in it, but I forgot, like, who's important, who cares. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, this is the painting of Sidney Parker and he's coming to visit. And I'm like, whatever. (laughs) So, and there's, it's funny. So there's three Parker brothers. Tom Parker is this, like, ambitious. He's stretched very thin. He really wants to make this town work. They've got a brother, Arthur, who is just... He's happy to be there. hes uh, <laughs> He loves imbibing. He loves eating. He loves not moving. Yeah. He's sort of unhealthy, sort he's, of immature. He's real vocal about the fact that he loves not moving. <laughs> really? Like, it's his favorite thing to not move. Yeah. And he's got this wife who just, like, sticks by his side. Is that his wife? I wasn't sure, but they're together all the time. I don't know. He's—it's not his wife. It's not. No. So it's just like a lady friend. No, I think I don't know if it's or like a, a sister. I don't know. They're just sort of like always walking arm in arm, so they're they're pals, whatever oh. they are. And he's kind of immature, as we'll talk about in the next episode. Tom's greatest hope is Sidney Parker. He is the tall, good-looking, sort of aloof. If any of the Parker brothers are going to run in high circles with fashionable people, it's going to be him. Yeah. yeah, And so essentially his job is to make trips to London, talk up this place called Sanditon and then bring bachelors back to have the time of their life so that word will spread mm-hmm. i mean nowadays you do this on instagram you do this with <laughs> marketing but this is some real grassroots marketing it's Just oh, like yeah. sending the yeah, best yeah. looking brother to london and being like have you guys heard of sanditon let's get out of london and go to <laughs> sanditon you know don't huh? go to brighton either don't go to brighton which is where everyone <laughs> went to the sea yeah um uh, another part of the episode becomes about some of the bachelors bachelor friends that um, mm-hmm. sydney brings back with him yeah we meet sydney parker not long after the sea bathing scene um charlotte is walking with tom parker's wife mary and they see a man on a carriage approaching and she's like it's sydney it's sydney we've heard so much about sydney and he is f***ing
0: rude you made sydney this is miss charlotte haywood our guest at Trafalgar house miss um haywood haywood doesn't even acknowledge her and she and asks her name she's like charlotte haywood he's like what what did you did you say something was it the wind is it <laughs> is this something talking to me i don't yeah. know i don't acknowledge Anything? Yes, he is rude. He only talks to Mary. He's kind of real focused in on what he needs to do, too. So maybe it's tough to say, like, was it a bad moment? Is he just always like this? I think he's always like this. Yeah, grumpy. Yeah, so it's interesting. This is our introduction into what we assume to be our romantic lead. Not a great intro.
1: <laughs> no, but then he rides away. And then uh, Mary's like, oh, I, I so worry about him settling down. I just want to see him settle. And yeah. Charlotte's like, well, he's kind of prickly. He kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mary defends. She's like, well, you know, he's a certain way, but
1: like, don't think anything of it. Mm -hmm. They conclude the walk where Charlotte sees Edward Denham and Clara.
0: Yeah, because I think there's a moment where Mary's like, oh, go look at something over there. And then Charlotte's kind of looking around, and then she sees them
1: sitting together. Very close together. Very close together. Very close together. And we don't, like, see anything because this is a quasi-family friendly (laughs) (laughs) show, but we do sort of get the impression that She's giving. Can I say hand job on her podcast? Sure. We've never. It's I never know. come it's to never this. It's never come up. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, we get the sense that she's giving him a hand job, which is I've never had to say that on our podcast. No. <laughs> I don't think Charlotte understands that because they're also pretty far away. Yeah, And she's like, that's weird that they're like sitting so close. They're kind of like touching each other and it was just sort of a odd moment to come across. They see her see them and then she hides behind a tree. And then the next thing we see... Is right before the ball. Okay, another thing I want to note is that we see Lady Denim again and she's like, drink the seawater. I drink half a tumbler a day. And I'm terrified when she says that because <laughs> seawater is the worst thing yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: not... They didn't know back then, I Jillian. They
1: didn't know. <laughs> I, okay, I, but I feel like enough people knew not to drink seawater, otherwise they'd be drinking it left and right. I mean, also
0: this woman has a lot of money, so everyone's just gonna do whatever she says. If she's like, yeah, I want to drink a gallon of seawater, they're like, alright, we'll bring you seawater.
1: Well, I I will say something that I was taking in as I was watching this whole series is sort of the parallels to this time and our time of like, Mm. what makes something fashionable? What's like a fad diet? Because like, that stuff isn't new to us. That's true. It wasn't new to them. So it was very interesting. It's not something that you like learned growing up in your family. It's like a fad that some trendy doctor told you to Mm -hmm. do. And so it was really interesting watching that kind of dynamic play out in the early 1800s. Like that was still a thing. That's just something I wanted to say.
0: (laughs) Charlotte is now in the same room as this seawater conversation (laughs) is happening. Charlotte and Clara see each other again. And there's like this weird like, Clara knows you saw us. I don't know if you know what you saw. We don't know yet. Is Charlotte the type of person who's going to tell someone? Mm-hmm. So I think they're all kind of like watching each other. Like who's going to make the first move to about like what, what happened?
1: Mm-hmm. It's tense. Yeah. The rest of the episode is at Sanditon's first ball. Big deal. So another thing that we've like learned about Sydney is that he has previously been spending some time in Antigua and he, he has a ward. He is now the guardian of a young heiress Named Miss Lamb, and she has a fortune of a hundred thousand mm-hmm. pounds, which is quite a lot of money. And yes. so, her father has died recently, and his dying wish was that she be raised in polite society. So she's been ripped away from Antigua, living with Sydney Parker, who does not love his job at all. Mm-hmm. And she was living in London, and
0: she mm-hmm. was she liked her life there too. I mean, it was obviously more people around and so now not only is she away from home she's also in this new town again where she doesn't know anyone so it's like Starting over, starting over, just like all this time.
1: And so it's frustrating. Also, learned that she was taken away from London because she met a certain young man there mm. who was unsuitable. Yes. And so Sydney was trying to separate them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet Miss Lamb at this ball, and what the big deal becomes now is that she's black. Mm-hmm. And so people are just gawking at her and she's a spectacle and she feels very uncomfortable. But I think she's very strong. I think she's very good at holding her head up and being like, you're all idiots.
0: She is not someone who is going to deal with being treated as a spectacle. Mm -hmm. And she's someone who unfortunately is used to being stared at and knows more or less how to deflect on that too. It's an interesting thing that we are, that this wasn't in the book and in the series because there's honestly zero typically diversity in Jane Austen adaptations. These conversations don't typically come up or are discussed in any way. So this series taking on this subject too is something very new in a Jane Austen adaptation.
1: It is. So we don't learn a ton about her in the, this first episode. but So she comes to the ball and everyone stares at her and she's like, ugh, I hate everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> so and then some social dynamics that play out are Edward Denham comes up to Charlotte and he's like, what you saw yesterday afternoon, what you thought you saw, It was none of my business. But I'm anxious that you should not get the wrong impression. Miss Burton was distressed. Clara comes up to her and she's like, (laughs) I just think you should know that Lord Denham is taking advantage of me. And so
0: we believe her. Right. We get two sides of the story. I mean, immediately we get like this shifty feeling from Edward, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't trust him. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be like, what you saw wasn't what you think you saw. And then Clara coming in being like, I'm a victim. And like, he was trying, he's not a good person. Like
1: Charlotte, I mean, we're going to believe her. because and she also she- tells Charlotte to watch her back.
0: Yeah. We believe yeah, her because yeah. she's
1: warning her. Exactly. Because he was creepily hitting on Charlotte earlier. Yes, that too. He just kind of hits on everything. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just does that. That's his yeah, thing. Yeah. That's his hobby. And then we end on a real strong, sour notes. Yeah, not fun. uh, Essentially, Charlotte uh, falls into a conversation with Sydney and he's like, wow, you have some pretty strong opinions and you're a pretty observant young woman. What do you think of everyone here? And she gives some very honest opinions. And I don't think it was malicious at all. It was honest.
0: I mean, I... I think she spoke a little out of turn. Okay, so you're on Sydney's side a little bit, just because she is talking about her his brothers, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, he maybe Tom isn't, you know, as savvy as he should be about all this running this whole town deal." Mm-hmm. And she gives some other strong opinions about other people. And I think, of course, Sydney is going to be very defensive of his family, but also particularly of his brother who has taking on this large venture of starting this town and really building it up. And he has such an investment of his own time and money in it too, I'm sure So for Charlotte to just come in and be like, "Mm, I don't know if your brother's (laughs) that all that cracked up to be to really run this town. Mm -hmm. He's going to react in a certain way. And it's like, again, she's brand new to all of their lives and this town. She's someone who's just been on a farm her whole life. She hasn't really been in society. So I think too, there's a little bit of this weird balance for her of like, what's fine to say and what's not fine to say. And I think in a really... Bad way she found out, oh, I spoke out of turn.
1: I mean, because she's a very, I think she's raised as, like, a very good and honest person. And he's like, why don't you give me your honest opinion? (laughs) So she does. And, like, i it's, like, hearing you say it out like that, like, probably she did speak out of turn. I feel like I side with her a little more because, like... I think she's right. Like, I really do, because we do see, like, Tom has so much ambition, and I do think he's a smart guy, and he, I like that not only with this power and all this money, he really has the best of intentions. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She doesn't
1: mention any of this. She's just like, I think he's biting off more than he can chew, which is true. We met him, and he's like, yes, yes, we're going the right way at the right speed, and the carriage crashes, (laughs) you know? Like, he he's a person. He makes mistakes, and so... I mean I guess I also it was scary to watch like because just that like shot of Theo James it was so intense it was a real it was a, this real close-up of
0: his face and then her I mean obviously to great camera angles because it's like slightly like as if you're looking up at him and then when it goes to Charlotte like you're looking down on her a little bit so you get that dynamic of like oh like she is suddenly kind of shrinking in right now oh, too. Yeah. and you see her eyes water and she's just like what did I say you asked me a question and I answered it
1: I know because he basically said Please forgive me. No, you haven't offended me. I'm the wonderful. I shouldn't have expected so much from a girl with so little experience and understanding. Excuse me. He, he, was, rude. Rude. he was rude. He went off the deep. Div- like, yes. She wasn't, yeah, she like spoke out of turn a bit, but like, I feel like he should have. You can know all of that about her just being, like, a country bumpkin, never having been <laughs> yeah. to a fancy party before. She's in the fanciest clothes she's ever owned. Yeah. You, you can just say, like, I see, you know, like, he... he he really like digs it. And yeah. he's like, you're stupid and naive and you don't know anything about anyone and you shouldn't be here. And I don't know why you're here. And I don't know why you're just giving your opinion out left and right to anyone.
0: I think this is now like her officially, like her abrupt introduction into like, what is society? Cause I mean, going to the house, she was like, Oh my goodness, these beautiful sheets, this beautiful house, this beautiful town. And now she's like, finding out of like all like the secrets behind everything and oh no edward's not who he seems to be and sydney just like scolded me and so now it's like she's starting to realize like what's what am i doing here like
1: what's the point yeah (laughs) i like definitely like that speech took the wind out of her sails oh yeah like i would just if i were her i would have burst into tears I would have been so deflated I'd
0: be like well come to go back to the farm
1: this random <laughs> like really intense good looking guy just saying like you're a stupid naive farm girl and you I don't know, know anything and,
0: and that's interesting too because I mean he was so built up before she even met him as like this respectable man and someone who like people are like just look to mm-hmm. and for him especially to like tear her down is a different kind of burn oh
1: yeah it's I think burn is like a really good word yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much what we end on. Is he yeah. yells at her and then the credits roll. I know. It's like oh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." It's Clara Charlotte. Poor Charlotte. So, we're going to stop there for the moment, but you know, th- they definitely do a good job of ending on a very dramatic note, definitely. you know? Like I'm like, "Holy crap. What's next for poor Charlotte?"
0: So, typically we would dive into comments at this point, but again, uh, there's no comment forum uh, no. for this show. There is like a Reddit thread with the different episodes. Um, but it's interesting because there there isn't a ton of comments. Actually, these threads just started like two weeks ago as we're recording. <laughs> oh so I think it's a series. I mean, it had a certain, I don't know how the reception was in the UK versus US. But I think now that it's in the US, maybe some more people are finding it. And so there's more discussions around it. Um, so we'll kind of just bring up different commentary as it comes up. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of where we're at.
1: <laughs> I'm excited to, s- I really hope things turn around for Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: she got whisked away to the seaside town and now is getting a dose of reality of yeah. what it means to be here. So we've got all these great characters. We got this whole great town yep. to, to really dive into. And there's still more people we're going to meet. Yep. So yeah, yeah, excited for what's next. Stay tuned!